You're listening to the Busy Business Women podcast, episode 51. And today I have something a little bit special for you and a little bit festive. As we get closer to starting a new decade, I'm sharing with you the biggest business lessons that I've learned in 2019. Hi, I'm Faye Hollands and I've been helping time-strapped women in business improve their productivity and profit for well over a decade now. And in this podcast, I want to share with you the highs and lows of growing a successful business so that you can avoid the pitfalls, fast-track your progress and build a business that booms faster. This is the Busy Business Women podcast. Hey ladies, Faye Hollands here and thank you so much for joining me and tuning in to the very last episode of this decade on the Busy Business Women podcast. Now, of course, I will be back with Gusto in January 2020, but today we're getting reflective and festive as I share with you my biggest business lessons from 2019. All of these lessons played an important role in the evolution and growth of my business this year, and I'm sharing them with you and our Facebook group community. So you're going to be listening to a live that I ran and hanging out with a beautiful bunch of business brains from the Busy Business Women Facebook group. Now, of course, there's some giggling and frivolity, but bear with me and my very overexcited Christmas brain because there's some gold in this podcast and a little to-do list of lessons for you that you can implement into your business in 2020 and beyond to help it grow and flourish. And if you'd like to watch this episode, you can go to the show notes, which are at busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 51 and watch the Facebook live that I ran there and see all of the crazy Christmas get up that I was wearing to record this episode. So without further ado, let's get cracking. So I wanted to share with you the biggest lessons I've learned in my business this year. And as I kind of scrambled to pull this together yesterday, I reckon there are actually loads more. I'm bound to create some kind of blog post later on. But there were quite a few things that I'd learned that um, I really wanted to share with you. So that's why at the very last minute I threw this out and said, let's just do a Facebook Live, hang out together, celebrate a little bit of Christmas spirit, and um, let me just tell you what's been going on in my business. You know, some of these are not going to be groundbreaking or rocket science for you, but I want to share with you why they've been important for me in my business. All right, so I've got a little bit of a list here, and I'm going to take you through them. And I'd love to, as I go, for those of you on the live, I want you to jump in and let me know does this resonate with you have you had this happen to you uh, I realized that a lot of them were were coming from you know slightly more negative experiences that I've had this year but the upside is the positivity that it brings forward with that learning so I'd like to know which ones resonate with you as we go and I'm keeping a close eye on the chat so let me know and if you're listening to this on the podcast just jump over into the busy business Women Facebook group go and look at videos and you will see me in my Christmas glory and you'll be able to comment on there too okay all right so what's happened to me over the last 12 months are the biggest lessons I've learned first of all and some of you may have been party to this lesson is number one is get out of toxic environments and in particular I'm referencing this to Facebook groups and I hope no one watching this decides that this is a toxic Facebook group and they want to leave but for me I had some experiences or one in particular this year that really made me question where I was hanging out online and I know that this is nothing new you will have heard this kind of story many many times before but I put a post in a Facebook group that I just got annihilated by and um, unfairly I I believe and it 
it made me feel sick to my stomach. It was an awful experience. Uh, I am all up for robust conversations, constructive feedback, constructive criticism, if you like to call it that. But I'm not up for keyboard warriors and people that are just on some kind of power trip. And so this particular scenario and, and other things that I'd seen going on in a particular group made me question where I was hanging out. And it had this domino effect of, One, I don't want to hang out in that group. So I brought myself out of the group and it was really empowering. Like I cannot begin to tell you how nice it has been to not see all of the kind of stuff that I realized I'd let into my day on social media every single day for quite a few years, actually. Um, But it also got me questioning the other groups that I was in and realizing that some groups I was in, and this would be the same as following pages or feeds on Instagram. It's just, I'm referencing it to Facebook groups. I realized that things were coming up in my feed that were irritating me. And you might be feeling that about me now and that's fine like I'm not for everybody so it's fine to go and I really want to recommend to you all that you do that not all to my group but you know if there are places that you're hanging out online that are feeling toxic or you're feeling irritated and aggravated you can get out of that group you can unfollow that page or that feed uh, when it comes to family and friends that's a little trickier but you certainly can hide them from your news feed just don't let that stuff infiltrate your day because in business there's enough other stuff going on we don't need that toxicity mucking with our mind and that particular experience whilst it was probably more dramatic for me uh, it made me realize how much it encompassed my mind when that was going on I felt like I literally could couldn't think of anything else in my business and all I could keep thinking was has anyone else commented something really bad and as this whole post was blowing up uh, it just got me I felt awful and I don't want that in my life and we don't need that in our lives so I really want to encourage you to get out of any toxic environments that you're in and limit your exposure to those because we just don't need to do that. Uh, the second one which is kind of off the back of that but way more positive is I've realized you know, I love connecting with people and I love I love doing this on a Facebook Live. And for those who listen to podcasts, I love being able to talk, talk on a podcast and particularly with the guests that I've had. But I love getting in front of people. And if I can do that on Zoom or better still one-on-one in person or in a group setting, brilliant. So I've realized that that's my strength and I want to do that more. But what I, a lesson that I've had this year was the power of connecting with people where you have no idea where that connection might go. You know, on face value, it might be that you've seen a piece of their marketing and you've interacted with it. And before you know it, you kind of found yourself in some consultation call or a phone call or a messenger chat. And you don't really know where this is going, but you've got a good vibe with them and you go with it. Because for me, that's something that happened with Ryan Bowles. And you'll know that Ryan is the only guy in this Facebook group. And that just that relationship came out of me just chatting and commenting in his Facebook group and before you know it I was in his program he's then come into my group and taught my clients and it's been a wonderful relationship that purely came from not knowing where a connection may go to but realizing that there was a nice vibe there and I just wanted to know more and so I think sometimes and certainly I've been guilty of this we can get focused on our sales and marketing we've got busy lives their full lives we might not feel like we've got room 
for more people in it unless we know why. But sometimes you don't know why. And just going with that flow and seeing what happens can open the doors to amazing opportunities, which is exactly what has happened with me this this year. Uh, Ryan said, you're only, you're only one connection away from opportunity in your business. And I've seen that on, on multiple levels with him and with other people in my business. So, uh, you know, big thank you and shout out to Ryan. And I hope that many of you have experienced that and will continue to because it's a, a lovely feeling to meet someone where you had no idea it was going to go, but it's such a positive influence in your business later on. So that's number two. And ladies on the live, please don't uh, forget to jump in and let me know which of these resonate with you, which have you done, uh, and which are you maybe going to put into practice because I'd love to make this, you know, a bit of a to-do list for you of stuff that's going to be great for you in 2020, okay? All right, number three, uh, and this is such a powerful one in my business. I've known this for a long time, but it has become really apparent this year is ask for what you want. I remember reading Jack Canfield's book, uh, um, oh, flipping it, something about principles, keep uh, success principles. And there's a chapter in there about asking what you want. And I read it probably about a decade ago now. And I've always been up for, you know, just getting out there and saying what you want and seeing if it happened. But I've done that more and more in my business recently. And in particular, in the context of my Shine Masterclasses and my podcasts. And when I started both of those, you know, Shine was new, so nobody knew what Shine was. So are people going to want to come on and speak and run a masterclass for my clients when they don't even know this thing, you know, what this thing is that I'm doing? And then with my podcast, my podcast wasn't well known. So are people going to want to come on and share, you know, sit with me for an hour and share all of their goodness with an audience of, you know, they had no idea how many people at that point. What's been amazing this year is that every single person that I've asked to come into the masterclass and run a whole hour masterclass with my clients and also come onto the podcast and chat with me for an hour, they've instantly said yes. And in fact, in only in two years, there's only been one person that's ever said no. And I have an inkling because I actually know that she wishes she hadn't made that decision. So I want to encourage you, um, if this resonates with you, to go out there and ask for more stuff. Ask for what it is that you want in your business. Ask for, ask for the help that you want and need. Ask for the people that you admire or aspire to be like or would love to have in your business to come in and be a part of it. Because for me, it's opened up amazing doors to be able to connect with really awesome, smart women in business and Ryan, the one man, uh, have amazing conversations on my podcast, learn so much from these people just by saying, would you come on a masterclass? Would you come on a podcast? And every single time the message or the email back has been yes. And it's still continued to surprise me that nobody's questioned me about it. Nobody's saying, oh, but what are you going to do here? What are you going to do there? How much time do I need? There's been no questions. They've just said yes. So imagine that being you in your business. If there was something that you really wanted right now, who would you go and ask for it? Because there's the possibility that they will instantly say yes to you. And all of the, um, you know, internal gymnastics, the mental gymnastics of what if they say this? What if they say that? What if they say no? How shitty am I going to feel? All of these different things may not be on the, in the equation whatsoever. They certainly haven't been for me. And, uh, and at that point, I just want to say a massive high five and thank you to every single person that's been in my shine 
tribe this year and running masterclasses for me and on the podcast. You are phenomenal people, brilliant business owners, and it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you. And I am very grateful to have you in the midst of busy business women. So thank you for that. Okay, so that's number three, ask for what you want. Uh, number four, trust your gut. I was just having a conversation with a client of mine. We just finished a coaching call. And I said, you know, like, you've got to trust your gut. I'm really up for the analytics, the numbers. Make sure that you're looking at the back end of your sales and marketing, what's converting, what isn't, and, and know the cold, hard numbers and facts behind your business. But also, there are times in business, particularly with relationships, that it's important to trust your gut when you first come across someone, you first speak to someone. And I've known this for a very, very long time, but this year I've had it go kind of sour a couple of times where I haven't trusted my gut and I've really regretted it. So I wanted to bring this one up today because I want it to be a little reminder if, if you're, you're umming and ahhing about working with someone or bringing someone into your business and your gut saying no, I really do urge you to trust that. So I had a situation where um, I had somebody come into my community that I kind of questioned why she was doing that. And I actually physically questioned why and got some kind of vague answers. And over a period of time, realized that the only reason she was coming into my community was to suss out my business and to look what I was doing and probably to replicate it. And it left me with this really bad taste in my mouth because I guess I felt like I had been, um, what's the word? I, I felt like I'd, you know, like the wool had been pulled over my eyes. And I'm a very honest uh, person and I really value trust. So that was broken. And the upside of that was it kind of made me lift my game in terms of my terms and conditions and the way that I run one of my communities so that from a legal standpoint, that isn't possible. But it also threw up, you know, in terms of lessons for this year, trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, if a person doesn't feel right, and this goes for clients like potential clients that you're maybe having a consultation with or talking to for those of you in service-based businesses, Sometimes we can run the risk of accepting a client because cash flow might be tight or that we want to build a community and so more people might feel like the right idea. But actually, getting the wrong person on can be really disruptive. Thankfully, this wasn't disruptive in this case, but it just left me feeling like my IP um, had been, uh, you know, um, oh, I'm struggling with my words today, but my IP had you know, maybe been compromised. And I don't want you to feel like that. So... Think about how you feel when you're talking about talking to people that are potentially going to be working in your business or with your clients and trust your gut. Don't trust your gut on the numbers, though. Uh, when it comes to testing and measuring in your business, make sure that you are clear on your sales and marketing numbers because gut feel can be misleading. You can be very excited about doing something on Facebook, for example, that feels like this. It was really exciting to be hanging out with you and lots of people on the live, which is fantastic. But does this convert into paying clients? Do I create better engagement in a community? Do I get leads through from doing the things that I do in my communities? If I don't know the numbers and I don't test and measure, then potentially you can be doing a whole load of stuff in whichever way in your business it's relevant and it's not converting. So trust your gut with people, trust the numbers when it comes to sales and marketing. 
getting a little bit passionate about that one, wasn't I? Uh, ladies on the live, I would love to know what's resonating with you. So please, there are bucket loads of you on there right now. Just jump in and post a comment and let me know what is resonating. So, so far we've talked about getting out of toxic environments, spending time connecting with awesome people, regardless of agenda and where you might see that going. Ask for what you want because it's a really powerful thing and trust your gut when it comes to people. Of those four ladies on the live, which are resonating with you most? Let me know because I'm wearing a Christmas tree hat and I feel like I'm giving and <laughs> I want to receive. I, know, I do like giving presents actually at Christmas. I said to my daughter yesterday, I much prefer giving presents and receiving them. But on the Facebook life, it's, it's lovely to have some chatter. All right, I'll keep going, and I'm going to come back to you in a moment, all right? Number five. Again, uh, lots of these things have come up with clients this week, actually, in, in client coaching sessions. Don't swap services. Don't swap services. Don't swap services. I just want to say that over and over again, okay? Now, this is something I have been saying for years. So in terms of what lessons have I learned in my business this year, I have learned this every single year previous, but this year I didn't listen to my own advice and I did a trade swap. Um, unlike previous times when I've done it, I set some clear expectations and goals and thought I had dotted all the I's and crossed the T's. And ultimately I've come away um, very unsatisfied, feeling very unhappy with that trade swap, uh, which is really unfortunate. And the thing that I'm most mad about, that I'm not mad about any of the rest of it apart from lost time, because you know I'm precious about my time, but I'm mad about the fact that I didn't listen to my own advice and I went back on what I've been saying for years. So to give you some context, not in my situation, but just in terms of how this might apply to your business I hear a lot of people saying well um, I've got I do this thing in my business and I've got a client who wants that thing and I want her thing too so we're going to swap services and we're each going to get this thing we want but we're not going to have to exchange any money sounds great doesn't it like it, it makes logical sense the problem with that is that neither party regardless of how how much you set up the deal will not come at it from the same point of view as if money was being traded. It is different, no matter how much you think it won't be. And so when things go wrong, when expectations aren't met, it's very difficult to kind of clamber back from that and act in the same way as if you'd traded cash. The other thing, and Denise Duffield Thomas talks about this in her book, Chillpreneur, from a money mindset point of view, it is far more empowering to charge for your services and pay other people's for their, people for theirs. Money flows through us. So if you are stopping that happening, issues come up. So I should have listened to my own advice. I'm mad that I didn't. I will never do that again. And it's a, been a, you know, a reminder of lessons that I've learned in the past that I, I really should take more note of. So if you are thinking of doing a trade of services, I really just implore you to not. Find the money to pay for that person's services and then get them to pay for yours. And also it might throw up the question of, are they the right people to work with? And are you the right person for them? Because when you've actually got to trade money for it, I think you make a more serious decision. And maybe your choice of provider might be different when you do that, okay? 
Uh, Tina said that resonating with her, spending time with people. Yeah, like you're such a great connector, Tina. And I think, you know, it's great for us to get out of the online world and get in front of people, which is why I love hanging out with you in our networking catch-ups. Uh, hey, Joey, she said, trust your gut and look at numbers to see what's working. 100%. Melanie said, agree with you on the swap service. It's so difficult to be fair and equitable. And, you know, I really did. Thank you, Melanie, because that's an awesome point. I really did think I'd nailed the being fair and equitable. And personally, I I feel like I did at my end, uh, but the delivery is what let me down from the swap. And it means that I've lost three months of time and uh, that's cost me cold, hard cash in my business. So it's been a painful lesson to learn again, but geez, I'm not going to do it again. Okay, so that was number five. There's eight. We've only got three more to go. Uh, number six, if you plan, it won't happen. Now, I know that you know this. I talk about planning all the time. For those of you in my Profit Planning Lab, you'll know uh, the power of planning. I'm getting some amazing feedback today. Somebody told me, one of my clients told me, I should have charged more for the Profit Planning Lab. It's been a game changer for her in 10 years of business. Great feedback. And this is one of the things I talk about. You know, if you don't plan it, it won't happen. And I didn't listen to my own advice in this space because I'm great at planning practically everything but what I wasn't good at this year was mapping out events and particular in-person workshops there's probably a bit of fear wrapped up in that and some limiting beliefs there which I'm going to quash in 2020 but what happened was because I didn't map them out as solidly as I should have done the events haven't happened. So I'm great at doing online stuff. I do online stuff every single week. I can decide I'm going to run an online summit next week and it'll be up there and out. But in terms of physical events, I'm not doing them. And yet my guru space is really connecting with people one-on-one -on -one or, or not, sorry, not one-on-one, -on -one, in person uh, is where I really thrive and the space I love being in. So it's a, it was a weird realisation to recognise that I'd sabotaged my own success because I know my business could have been bigger and bolder and better if I had run more live events. So I want you to think, first of all, like what are you not doing that's holding you back? And two, then how can you plan that into your year next year to make sure that it happens? Because if you don't think about it now or certainly in January, I guarantee you that you can easily slide into the, the roller coaster that I did and find yourself in June, July or suddenly December and those things haven't happened because life is full and busy and hectic and just the day-to-day -day takes hold. So if something is important to you, I really, really encourage you to start planning that and physically put it in your diary now. Even if you have to move the date, that is better than not putting it in at all because I know that June and half year mark and financial year end will be here before we know it and I know that lots of you are looking at me on the live and thinking Faye you're wearing a Christmas hat and you're talking about year end but I also know that you know that too those six months will go by quickly and if we don't plan what's most important it will not happen so that was another wake-up call for me in the context of live events I've got to plan them to make sure I execute them because there's some mental gymnastics going on for me about those events. And so I've got to push past that discomfort and planning becomes the first important kind of foothold in making that happen. Uh, Natalie said, great advice, Re not swapping services, Faye. Totally agree. Thank you. And hello, Anu. Lovely to see you join me. I'm glad you made it. All right, number seven, Quant quality over quantity is always queen. Not king, it's queen, right? Uh, this is in the context of everything, I reckon, uh, but I was enjoying uh, joining in a conversation with Ryan, who I spoke about earlier in his Facebook group, and he just but happened to post this whole conversation, not this conversation, this 
um, point up in his group earlier about, you know, don't focus on quantity in your group and comparing yourself to bigger groups, like really focus on the quality. And that's been a nice realization for me because for many years, I guess I've been focused on how many people have I got on my email list? How many people have I got on my Facebook group? How many people have followed me on different social media platforms? And we all know that those are vanity metrics to a degree. Like if you've got more people on your email list, you're more likely to get better conversions if you're regularly communicating with people and have the right people on your list. Um, But also on that last point, right people on your list, it is better to have less people on your email list, less people in your Facebook group, less people following you on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and everywhere else of the right people than it is to have exponentially more but filled with the wrong. Did you like my jazz hands there? Okay, and I need to remind myself of that because I've got caught up looking at other Facebook groups and thinking, wow, that Facebook group is massive and that's growing really, really quickly. And actually mine is growing beautifully, but you know what's really powerful about mine is that there's no promos. People join because they actually want to hang out and talk business and not just spruik their wares and it's an engaged group. There's not tumbleweed rolling every time someone posts something or if I turn up on a live, there's people here. And that quality is far more important than the quantity. So for you and your business, I want you to think about where you might have got distracted by the shiny, sparkly things. And I'm laughing for those who are on the podcast because I have got a shiny glitter Christmas tree on my head. Uh, I want you to think about where you might have got distracted by the shiny, sparkly marketing metrics in some cases, and you're not focusing on the quality of what it is that you're doing and how important that is. You know, focus on getting great emails out to a really succinct, great tribe of people on your list that open up and click through on your emails rather than spruiking your lead magnet anywhere, everywhere, collecting loads of random emails of people that you'd never want to work with, paying more in your CRM because your list is bigger and having lower click-through rate because the people on your list aren't the people that want your stuff. Like it can really be a big domino effect either way. So for me, it's really about focusing on the quality. I started turning a heap more people down that want to come into this group and being really mindful of who I let into my shine tribe and people that renew as well so that I can focus on that quality over quantity. Um, and who said, always, always focus on quality. Absolutely. And, and you know, you sell amazing jewellery that's sparkly and shiny and um, needs amazing quality. Hey, Jay, lovely to see you here. And Kylie, Tiffany, Joanna, Jody, Donna. Hello, ladies. Okay, and the final one, and I really hope I'm nailing this, and please, ladies on the live, or if you listen to the replay, comment and let me know, is do it your way. Do business your way. And this has been a realisation that I've actually had over the last couple of years. If you go back a few years ago, um, I realised and I had this moment where I had started morphing into a different kind of business owner, a different doing things the way that other people were doing them, in particular a group that I was in that I was paying money to be in and learning from and that was massively valuable. But I had stopped to think about how I wanted to do things and I had just started to do things the way that everybody else was. And I'd gone on autopilot of if one person says do this, I'm going to do it that way. 
And it's taken me a bit of time to unravel that thinking, to be honest, because I've learned all these strategies and techniques that I know are powerful. So, you know, do I really want to do them a different way? But actually, I want to do them the Fay way. I feel like there should be a dance coming on there or my Christmas hat. But I want to do them the Fay way. I I know what my audience want. I know who my target market are. I know what they love about me. I know what they hate about me. And I want to make sure that I'm showing up I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to authentically, or if you've read my blog post or watched my Facebook live before or the podcast, I want to shout ugly and I don't want the bells and whistles. I just want you to see me and I want to do business my own way. And some people are really going to connect with that and others aren't. And that's completely fine. But my point here in terms of lessons is be mindful of if you are starting to morph in to somebody else. And that may be morphing into somebody that's within your, you know, is a competitor because you're seeing someone do really well and you want to be like them. Or it might be someone that you're learning from or someone that is in your network that is doing nothing like you do in business, but they're doing their business in a certain way that you admire. And before you know it, you're trying to do your Facebook lives like them. You're trying to do your Facebook posts or your Canva posts or um, you're running a program in the way that they do because you admire them. And it's lovely to do that, but don't lose who you are in the process because we all have something that we bring to the table for our clients that is more valuable to them than someone else. And it could just be the way that we deliver. It's not even necessarily the content or the product or you know the service, but it's the way that we deliver it. So don't lose yourself in that process of trying to grow your business that you forget who you really are in your business because it's way easier to be yourself. And, um, you know, I know I, it, it took a lot of weight off my shoulders to be able to go, it doesn't really matter how these other people are doing it. And even though you've been told this is a great way to do it and it's going to get you leads and clients and make more money, how do you really want to do this and what suits you, your personality, your business, your brand, your messaging, and more importantly, your potential clients and actual clients? And that's when it kind of gave me permission to go, oh, I've kind of gone off track a little bit here to rein myself back in. And you know what? If I want to run a Facebook Live with a fake glass of champagne, a mince pie, and a Christmas tree on my head wearing a nylon dress that's making me sweat a lot, that is perfectly fine because I know I'm professional even if I don't look like it right now. Okay, so let me check in on the comments because that's my eight. I could have gone on and on, but I don't know how much time you ladies have got to hang on a live or a podcast with me at this time of year. So I'm going to cull it at eight. I reckon there'll be something else coming out in the new year when I have all these moments of realisation over Christmas when I'm relaxed and chilling out. Uh, but for, my, for the moment, it's definitely, you know, my, my top lessons for 2019. Uh, Jane said, do it the Fay way, love it. And you know what? I'm so glad you're on this because Jane Benston, you have been a linchpin in my business for years now and your encouragement on doing it the Fay way and looking at my strengths have been invaluable. So I take my Christmas tree hat off to you and say a massive, massive thank you because I really appreciate everything you've done for me. Jane is in my sphere of influence and she's a friend and she loves champagne and she's awesome. 
Natalie said, oh, I love the one to finish the live. A great mantra as I start out in business. Oh, hang on. I've lost. The, there you go. Uh, for myself and creating my own direction. Thank you, Faye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Natalie. Thank you and wish you very best of luck in your new job. Uh, new job, new business. Exciting. Uh, Joey said, loving all these lessons. You are very, very welcome. Hey, Anne. And you said these are more like top things to think of in 2020 and beyond. Yeah, totally. Like you can really spin it right. They're things I've learned this year, but then I'm completely taking into next year to make sure that I don't kind of fall foul of again. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm really glad that you've got that. And said, I love your lessons. Thank you. You're very, very welcome, James. Oh, happy to be her support. Love you. Love you too. So ladies, thank you so much for hanging out. I love this group. I actually have to be really careful not to spend too much time in here because I feel like I literally could be in this group like a full-time business all the time. I'd love to be, um, you know, running more lives, doing more stuff for you. And there's some great stuff on the agenda for 2020. I'm excited about the plan for busy business women moving forward. But I'm incredibly grateful for those of you hanging out on the live, watching the replay. Don't forget hashtag replay and let me know you join me and listening to the podcast. I I really value your time and the fact that you give it up to listen to my dulcet tones. And for those of you watching the live, the Christmas gumph um, means a lot to me. So thank you so much. To those of you that have had a tough year I really wish you every success moving forward and I hope that that weight is lifted for you in 2020 and for those of you that are going gangbusters or anywhere in between uh, kudos to you I raise my glass I hope that I can further support you moving forward and that you just want to hang out in this tribe and have some fun talk business in a non-toxic way and uh, really thrive as a as a community because that in the words of Marie Kondo sparks a lot of joy for me Okay. All right. So, and she said, Hey, um, yes, I love it. I'm going to really focus on where I want to go with my business. I'm going to refocus my target in 2020. Fabulous. Tina says, thanks for all your support throughout this year. You are so welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure to all my clients, uh, to those of you in shine, the busy business builder in thrive for those of you that have come through the busy business builder world over the last 12 months and everybody that's contributed to where we're all at today. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. This business means the world to me. Uh, I know I overshare and I get very emotional, but hey, that is Faye and I'm doing it the Faye way. And I love that you enjoy that and you're part of this. So thank you very much. Now, before I get emotional, I haven't had lunch yet. So I'm going to go and eat my mince pie. I will be raising a glass of proper champagne, not water, to all of you lovely ladies this evening once I've done the final school pickup this afternoon. And I hope that you have some R&R planned over Christmas and that you are well looked after because us busy businesswomen deserve that. So until the next time, which will be in the new year, Fabulous ladies hanging out with you. Thank you so much for being here. Take care of yourselves. Love the uh, people that are important to you. And I will see you again in here very, very soon. Later. Bye.